Welcome to the Lady Boss Podcast. I'm Laura Karun. And I'm Danielle Moe, and we're the founders of Lady Boss Midwest. We created Lady Boss Midwest to connect and empower women in our community and beyond. In this podcast, we'll be talking to lady bosses, empowered women, confident in their abilities and instinct, boldly leading with heart and integrity. Sometimes inspirational quotes are anything but inspiring. For example, coffee cups that say things like, you can sleep when you're dead? Yikes. The glorification of hustle culture is coming at a cost, and often the price we pay is burnout. You've heard me talk about burnout before, and this won't be the last time. It's so prevalent among lady bosses and the women in our communities. We need to be talking about it more and normalizing the conversation. Today, I've asked Kelsey Buell and Grace Lang from the Burnout Prevention Project to talk about hustle culture, being paralyzed by perfect, and how to keep the burnout at bay. Founder Kelsey Buell created the Burnout Prevention Project to help women build confidence and resilience and crush their goals. She said she finds herself getting caught in the trap of feeling like she's never doing enough and hates that most other women feel that way too. Women deserve to feel like they are doing enough. Grace Lang is the creative content strategist for the Burnout Prevention Project and wants women to feel like it's okay to have days off and okay to take a break. We are more than just the work that we do. I couldn't agree more and I'm very excited to have them both join us for the discussion today. Welcome to the Lady Boss Podcast, Kelsey and Grace. So thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. So I want to hear a bit about both of you to start off with here. So Kelsey, let's start with you. I want you to tell me a bit about your journey to where you are today and what led you to founding the Burnout Prevention Project. Well, again, thank you so much for having us today, Laura. It's so fun to be able to have this conversation. And I guess for me, really, it's been a number of things that have led me here to this point in my life. But one of the major experiences that I had was I used to be a recruiter. And my heart goes out to all those recruiters who are trying to recruit right now because I know it's really tough. Um, But when I was a recruiter, I found myself realizing that about halfway through the interview, the candidate would kind of sit back in their chair and they would just say, I'm just really burned out in my job. And so after doing thousands of interviews and hearing people almost every single day talk about how much they didn't enjoy their job, it really created this passion within me to try to figure out how can we make work more fun? And so the reason why we named it the Burnout Prevention Project is to primarily focus on prevention. Um, You know, in the same way that mental health, I know there's a lot going on right now in that space as well, but part of the main thing is to just understand what can I do proactively to make sure I'm taking care of my mind, my body, my soul, Um, all of those things. And so that's really what led to the Burnout Prevention Project is just realizing that this is a huge issue of people being so unhappy in their jobs. Um, And so that's kind of, I guess, my story on that. If um, maybe Grace wants to share hers a little bit. Yeah, Grace, tell us about your journey. Yeah. So 
I don't really know where to start in my journey, perhaps, but um, I guess that just through um, majoring in marketing in college and then going to doing a couple internships, um, some various different places. And then um, recently in um, February of this year of 2021, 2021, oh my goodness, um, I started my own marketing consulting company. And then I uh, reconnected with Kelsey and joined her team and kind of, I think, uh, took these ideas that she had. And then we just created this, we just created this amazing thing, the Burnout Prevention Project. And um, for me, this all stemmed off my struggles with burnout and being young. Um, the fact that I already was experiencing all these things that we talk to women about who are maybe a little progressed in their career, um, just the feeling of never being able to rest and never being good enough for myself or thinking that I, I'm only worthy when I'm super busy or doing all these different things. And so really my passion for what we're doing comes from that. And then seeing women who are, I'm now connecting with that are my age, seeing that they're going through the same things. There's, it's been really exciting to um, see the power that conversation can have or on everybody. So I don't know if that really answers your, my, your question about my journey, but that's my journey. We're going to go with it. So tell us more about the mission of the Burnout Prevention Project and why and what your big whys were behind that. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, we started off by coming up with the phrase, helping high achieving women do what's possible, even when it feels impossible. Um, we even within our logo, we may, it looks kind of like a cactus. So we like to think of cactus as being kind of our mascot of a plant that can grow even in harsh conditions. And so our mission is to help people grow and continue to thrive even when things get tough. And so that's really kind of that mission behind what we do. And then from there, We've really slowly built one bridge at a time and we love to do, you know, speaking engagements and work with women, um, but primarily focusing on high achieving women who are more likely to experience burnout. Um, and as Grace mentioned, I know she works a lot more with those women who have maybe recently graduated college who are just trying to figure it out. Whereas I've been doing a lot of um, various uh, activities with women who are more that 30 to 45 age range, and they maybe have kids and are stretched thin and trying to balance family, work, um, and also oftentimes being a leader. And so that's kind of the, the mission and vision. Um, Grace, are there any gaps that you would like to fill in? I would just say something I think we've talked a little bit more about lately is one of our um, a mission or... I guess, way we're trying to reach women is just bringing them together and showing them that, um, you know, you always hear that thing, you're like, you're stronger together or whatever you would say in that aspect. But I think there really is so much power in that. And I think just recently, we really recognized that the idea of a group is so strong and it can bring so much power to um, situation. So I think that's what we've been really um, like leaning towards in our well, and we, and we keep hearing in our programming, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And that's kind of the main feedback that we get is I thought I was the only one that was struggling with, with feeling burned out and not feeling excited about what I'm doing. And 
and really spread too thin, but really just that pause to allow these women to realize I am not alone. Mm -hmm. And I would also just add that, Laura, you asked about our whys, like how does that play into this? And I think me personally, I don't know if Kelsey, this happened to you too, but my why seems to have changed since when we started. And I think more it's at the beginning, it was like, I want to touch all these women and do all these things. But it's more just like the little things that we've been, the little accomplishments. My why is if I can help one woman or hear that one thing, like you said, Kelsey, oh, like I'm not alone. And I, I can't believe that everyone else feels this way too. And I felt so horrible for this long, but this has been so helpful. I think that my why has changed to that more so just wanting to touch at least one person rather than the whole world. And if that happens, that happens. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, well, I've been saying that for 2021, the word for women at least has been burnout. Like mm -hmm. 2020 was dumpster fire. And like, we're all just trying to figure out like what the heck is happening. 2021, we feel like we should be past it, but we're not. And we never really got that time to recover. So why do you think, you know, is it beyond, you know, pandemic related things? Why is burnout such a hot topic right now? It's funny. I actually received an email the other day that said, are you burned out of talking about burnout? <laughs> um, because it's so true. I think everyone is talking about it. And I think one of the things that I've heard is just, in the chaos of the pandemic, I think most people were holding on to anything and everything they can as far as trying to keep their jobs, trying to keep themselves together. And now that we're into 2021 and people almost have maybe had a little bit more of a, okay, we're settling back into some normalcy on some levels, there actually is this period of um, people are having more time to reflect and leave their jobs because there actually is more of this normalcy back in the workforce. And um, so I think burnout, it maybe was something that a lot of people were experiencing during the pandemic, but because of the uncertainty, people weren't even taking time to pause and talk about it. And now they're kind of spreading their wings and willing to um, maybe take a look at a different job or acknowledge it more. So that that's something I've seen. Um, Grace, what about you? Well, I just had a thought as you were talking and it's kind of one of those things that um, when you hear a word more, it starts showing up more. And I think that it was such a topic that we were, everyone was talking about, like you guys were saying. And I think everyone, it was a time, like you said, Kelsey, of reflection. So everyone had the opportunity to think, oh my gosh, and there were so, there's so many more resources about it. And just in the past year about what is burnout and what does that look like? And oh my gosh, maybe I am burnt out and it can look different for everybody. But I think just in the past year, like you were saying, Laura, like it, it has become such a bigger topic that it's just been so much easier for people to recognize it and make a change because there is opportunity to make a change and we have the resources to help right now too. Yeah. And the only way that that topic will go away is we if we start finding ways to prevent it from happening. Right. So I want to talk a little bit about the hustle. So there's definitely times in your career when you need to hustle, especially when you're you know, starting something new, but it feels like hustle has really been glorified in our culture. We see like, you know, mugs with scripty fonts telling us to rise and grind or like 
inspirational quotes telling us to turn down your feelings and turn up the hustle. It's like this like capitalist propaganda with a pink bow on it. And the thing that I think that, you know, this hustling that that's really missing is that nobody can hustle forever. It hustling is meant to be a sprint. It's like full on go as fast as you can give everything that you can, but it needs to be for a measured amount of time or finite amount of time. So talk to me about how you are seeing this glorified of, you know, this glorification of hustle culture playing out with the women that you're working with. You can go for it, Kelsey. (laughs) Well, first I was going to just comment on one of the things that I, one of the phrases I love is work-life integration Um, from a standpoint of, I think there's this concept of work-life balance that just isn't possible. But what happens is a lot of the women that we're working with, they do think that they have to sustain this high level of activity over an extended period of time. And what happens is if they if they truly are in this state of stress for a long period of time, that's what causes burnout. And so the women that we're working with, we try to find ways to help them identify what are the areas that they love about their job and what are the areas that they maybe don't love as much so they can really decipher between how can I do more of what I love and less of what I don't love because work-life integration happens when you're really loving what you're doing every day. And from a standpoint of hustle, Like for me, I don't feel like I'm hustling as much if I'm doing something that I love. It's when I'm doing the tasks and rising and grinding and having to work on those things that are painful and really stretching me, which again, it's good to stretch sometimes, but if you're always living outside of your strengths, that's when it's going to feel like hustle because it's going to always feel like this constant stressful experience. Whereas if you can figure out more your passion zone and your strength zone and really identify that and do more of that, it doesn't feel like hustle as much, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I would add to, you know, you hear a lot about the seasons of life, you know, and sometimes you need to be in this hustle season, probably we could say, and then sometimes you need to be in a season of rest. And I think a lot of what we do is, is talking about when it's okay to be in that season and when you have to recognize when you need the, the season of rest, but also that can be an everyday occurrence. So like Kelsey and I talk a lot about, um, and I, I don't know where we learned this, but that there's actually only four productive hours in a day. And so the idea that you have to recognize when you can be hustling. And so for me, my most productive hours of the day are probably like, 7 a.m. to like 11, somewhere in the morning and knowing that I want to push really, really hard and get that done. But I know that that's my productive time. So hustling during that time, I think is an okay thing to do, but recognizing that you need to take a break in order to be productive the rest of the day, because it's going to take a little bit more effort. I don't know if that really makes sense, but um, so I think really it's all about acknowledging when, when your most productive times are and when you can hustle and also when you need to take a break because you know you're not going to be your most productive. Right. Well, and even along those same lines, I mean, studies truly show that pausing and stepping away, that helps your brain to re-energize and your brain kind of sorts everything so that you can get back into the game and really be that much more productive. So when I hear someone say, 
oh, I was working 80 hours this week and I was up until 1 a.m. and all of these things. Yes, I understand that sometimes there are deadlines and work pressures and all of these things that come at you. But in my mind, I'm thinking, gosh, were they just truly not working maybe in their higher energy zones? And so it took them that much longer to get everything done. Or what's the problem here? Because I always, you know, that work smarter, not harder mentality, I think is really something that um, the women that we're working with are constantly trying to create those efficiencies so that instead of having to hustle, their work process and their calendar just naturally flows and feels more confident and comfortable with who they are and what they want to accomplish in a week. Because ultimately, um, you know, if you're kind of failing to plan, you're planning to fail. So if you go into your week and you're thinking you have to hustle and you just get after it, um, then you are going to maybe end up working 80 hours a week instead of taking that pause and maybe even doing some reflection, which is hard for us hustlers to do. Um, but even just taking that time to pause and let your brain sort through all the things, maybe do a brain dump on a piece of paper. Um, but just taking that preparation time um, and really mapping out your week just can really eliminate that feeling of hustle so that you can be more in that state of flow throughout your week. So how do we change that narrative that rest equals weakness? Grace, I think this is yours. Yeah. So there's a lot. I First, before I dive into the shoulds that we tell ourselves and what I want to talk about with that, I think it's important to just say that it's really hard. And then we also struggle with it. I don't think there's any way to truly actually completely eliminate that because it's been so hardwired into our brains and that's what it is. But I think there's ways that we can practice. And so I, the first thing I would say is we should on ourselves all the time. I should be doing this or I shouldn't take a break because it's going to make me feel weak or I should do everything for everybody else. Um, and so really when it comes to resting, I don't even know how to really explain this in the, in the best way ever, but, um, it, it's just hard, but it is, it's just a, menta- a mentality. It's every day telling yourself, like seeing the benefits of when you do rest. So try it once. So if it, today you're like, okay, I'm going to actually not eat during my, or I'm not going to do work during my lunch hour, but I'm going to go for a walk or do something that's productive. It's like everyday practice. And I think that once people start, and for me personally, I've seen this in my life where I've actually started to take breaks or like put my work away, you know, when I go home and then I see the benefits and see like I'm creating better relationships with my friends because I'm putting that stuff away and like doing stuff like that. So I think once you see the benefits that it's actually having for you, it's going to become easier every single time. And that's just like, um, it's just practice. Like you're playing a sport, you know, I don't know if that self Kelsey, what do you have to add? Well, I was going to say, I think first it would be important to define what is rest because we all have different definitions of rest. And so I think for us, um, you know, we've read that book Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. If you've read that by chance, Laura, I don't know if you have. No, um, it's a good one. But you'll, yeah, you'll have to check it out, Burnout. Um, but anyways, in there, it talks about there's so many different kinds of rest um, and how we should rest for minimum of 10 hours a day. So that could include sleep. But the other, you know, the other couple hours that maybe you're not sleeping, it might include working out. So get or getting some movement, maybe even just going on a walk. It can include eating, right? It can include eating. It could include socializing with a friend. 
So I think it's important to pause and think about for you, what kind of rest is re-energizing to you and what does your body need? Because of course we all need different types of rest depending on how, what type of a person you are. Um, I know for me, I love getting movement in and movement is actually the number one preventer of burnout. Um, and so movement can even be considered rest because you're resting your mind um, for the most part um, when you're working out or just going for a walk. So that's kind of the additional piece that I wanted to add. And I think that's, you remind me of a good point, Kelsey, and there's so much pressure on self-care and we need to do all these things for ourselves. But um, just in the stuff we, in like the conversations Kelsey and I have, it's a lot about self-care again, looks different for everybody. And we don't like to necessarily call it self-care because um, yeah, it's just different. And I don't, and self-care can be like Kelsey said, going for a walk, doing all these things, but it's really not, it's not about, oh, I need to go get my nails done. We love, we just got our nails done yesterday. So we love getting our nails done. That's not what I'm saying, but like, uh, it can look so much different for everybody. And so what do you need and what is going to be restful for you? And don't look at what everyone else is doing because everyone else needs different rests in so many different ways. So just what you said, Kelsey. Well, and it's that back to that work-life balance concept of balance looks different for everyone too. Mm -hmm. Speaking of rest, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to chat more with Kelsey and Grace. Join us for an empowering weekend of relaxation, connection, and learning at Lady Boss Midwest's first ever retreat, Flow. You'll hear from inspiring speakers, participate in breakout sessions, and take time away from the hustle and bustle of regular life to spend time with friends, meet new lady bosses, and enjoy a gorgeous lakeside setting. The retreat is happening March 3rd through 5th at the Grandview Lodge in Niswa, Minnesota. Early bird tickets are on sale now at ladybossmidwest.com retreat. It's time for our women-owned business of the week. We absolutely love highlighting all the cool things that lady bosses are doing all across the Midwest. Today's business is Shirts from Fargo, owned by Lady Boss Brittany Antone. All of our Lady Boss tees, sweatshirts, and hats are made by Shirts from Fargo, and we absolutely love them. Brittany finds the softest shirts and is a dream to work with. Shirts from Fargo also has the option for organizations and nonprofits to set up digital storefronts on their site. So your team or supporters can go to your organization's landing page and pick from different options of your logo gear and order directly through the site. That way, you're not guessing on sizes and having to carry unnecessary inventory. It's pretty slick. They also have a really cute shop dog named Cooper that you're going to want to scoop up and put in your bag, but unfortunately, he's not for sale. Check out all of the custom shirt and swag options at shirtsfromfargo.com. Welcome back to the Lady Boss Podcast. I am Laura Caroon here with Kelsey Buell and Grace Lang of the Burnout Prevention Project. So another thing that comes up when we're talking about burnout is perfection paralysis. How is that drive for perfection weighing us down? Mm, That's a good one. So really, um, one of the things that I like to talk about and speak with women about is called paralyzed by perfect. So it's really the same concept you just mentioned, but it's this concept that 
we always set our bar so incredibly high. And what happens as women is there's kind of a stress monitor in our brain. And the stress monitor regulates what our effort has been in order to accomplish a task or when we're working on a project, it measures what is the effort in comparison to our expectation of the effort that we've actually put in. So this effort in comparison to our expectation of that can really trip us up because the larger this gap gets and the less that you in your mind feel like you've been able to put in the effort that you want to put in into it, um, the more stress that creates. And so we talk a lot with women about redefining what winning looks like. And so that doesn't necessarily mean um, lowering your standards. You're not lowering your standards, but it just means, hey, if I can't you know, accomplish it this way to this high of a standard, what would I consider feeling success or where, what would that um, effort put in be that I could you know, settle for, okay, you know what, today winning just looks like having some good time with my, my child, or today winning just looks like getting this one thing done. If I could get this one thing done today, I know that I'm going to feel good about it. And so really recognizing for you, where can you give more flexibility and be okay with maybe not giving everything 110%? Because I know for me growing up, my parents would always say, Kelsey, I'm so proud of you because you always give everything 110%. And what that created for me was this desire and this need to feel like I always had to give everything 110% or else I wasn't successful. Um, so I think perfectionism, if we can pull back and recognize we can never give everything 100% of our effort and we can, we're humans, we're imperfectly perfect. Um, if we can recognize that, that can really, really be helpful. I love that you, you know, talk about your definition of winning and taking that to a, like a daily basis. Like that'd be a great thing to have like on your notebook, like today, what's, what's a win today? Like, what do I need to do today to feel successful about what I've accomplished in just this 24 hours or this eight hours at work today? Um, I feel like that helps break it up. And then you also get to, to reflect and see like, yeah, I did that thing. I, I made progress or I, you know, I checked that box or I did what was most important for me, whether that was, you know, big, a work goal or a family goal, um, you know, doing what we're being where you were needed the most and doing what you most needed to do. So I think that's great perspective. I think also it comes a lot with, you know, when you redefine winning, sometimes you don't even, um, if you don't achieve that, you can be a, even more hard on yourself. It's a constant battle. And it's like a, your, your wheels are constantly spinning. You're like, I, okay, if I didn't achieve that, then I'm even worse than I was before. If I can't achieve that. So it all really comes back to just, giving yourself grace, which is something that um, I talk a lot about and what what that looks like in recognizing, yeah, that we are human and we are imperfect people, but that's okay. And we're not meant to be perfect. And so giving yourself grace is a huge, it's a huge, huge topic that we talk about because yeah, we can do all these things and try to accomplish all these things, but it all comes back to, um, yeah, it's okay not to be perfect and every day is going to be different. And you can't expect yourself to be someone that is going to be perfect all the time or always have it all together because that's not 
going to happen. It's not going to mm-hmm. happen. So. Absolutely. Well, and it's so hard because again, our society, I mean, we always, we feel like we have to always have our hair perfect or the perfect outfit and then, or just look perfect from the outside world and recognizing that, Hey, um, I know like for me, for example, my wedding dress never showed up. And so I like to often tell that story of, um, ordering my dress, you know, going through the pain of waiting about eight or nine months for it to arrive. And then two weeks before my wedding, I ended up needing to get a different wedding dress. Um, and it was very painful because leading up to the wedding, my lens of the perfect day, everything I thought about was how I'll feel kissing my husband for the first time in that dress, how I'll look in our photos in that dress. And so setting that expectation, I really, really had to redefine what winning looked like. And it didn't matter um, what dress I was wearing. All that mattered was just being able to be with my husband and my family on our perfect day. So I think just really making sure that you're adjust, always adjusting your lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of weddings, so I was a wedding photographer for about a decade and having the experience of being part of so many weddings, I would see, you know, brides would get fixated on things like, oh, this one thing didn't work out or my flowers aren't here or whatever. And, you know, from my perspective, as someone who's seen, seen weddings hundreds of times, it was like, think about what is most important. I mean, you write the dress that exact dress didn't ruin your day by not having it. You still got to have all of the most important pieces. And so I think that's the same too with, um, you know, looking at our, our daily lives or a business or what's, what success means to us. What are those pieces that are really the most meaningful? Um, what is going to feel like winning to us? Um, and being able to let go of some of those pieces that just don't, don't really matter, or maybe nobody else is even thinking about it except for us and just shifting that, that mindset uh, to help us, help us get through and help us keep going. So I love that story. Well, and oftentimes you just brought up a good point that most of the things we're fixating on and worrying about, um, if it's internal things, and most of the time it's based on everyone's else percep- everyone else's perception of us or what we believe them to be perceiving of us. And I think that it's really important just to like, a reality check that no one's probably thinking those things you're thinking. You know what I mean? And I think that I don't want this to sound really bad, but sometimes I think we think we're more important than we are. Like we're obviously very important, but like sometimes we're not as important as you think you are. And not everyone's thinking of all these things you're worrying about all the time, you know? And so I think it's just really, it's a good reality check to think, okay, nobody cares. The thing that I'm stressing about, and I do this constantly, but the thing I'm stressing about, no one else is worried about it. Why am I so worried that this is a big deal? Yeah. Well, and Grace, I know um, with that concept, you know, let's say you have an email, someone emailed you yesterday or two days ago, and you still haven't gotten back to them. And your standard is normally right away. I like to get back to people. Um, The chances that that person who emailed you right in this moment is actually thinking about, oh my gosh, they haven't emailed me back. The chances that they're thinking about it right now are fairly slim. Um, So just recognizing that sometimes, um, and there's a book out there called Drop the Ball. 
um, uh, this amazing woman writes this book about, um, I can't remember who it's by. I saw her speak actually. And she just talks about how sometimes we truly just have to drop the ball. And what she really emphasized is that we all walk around wearing this name tag of, you know, sister, friend, mom, whatever that name tag is. And the definition of being a good sibling or being a good friend is you have to respond immediately. And I think that in itself, this culture of always having to be on and responsive and all of that, that in itself can really um, carry into both perfectionism and not giving yourself time to rest because there are all of these people that you're needing to get back to. So I want to talk to both of you about what are you doing to keep burnout at bay in your own life? You're, you're thinking about it. And you're talking about it all the time. So what are you putting into practice? <laughs> I can go. Uh, I, knew this was, I knew this question would come up. And this is something actually I feel like Kelsey and I have talked about before too. It's like we're really busy and we are, you know, working really hard right now and doing a lot of things. We have a lot of things going. So it's something too. It's, okay, we talk about burnout. We have to, we have to do what we say. And I think that sometimes can be hard. But um, for me personally – um, I really struggle with the idea of resting and the idea that if I don't look at my computer for three days, yeah, somebody's probably mad at me. They didn't respond or I'm not getting work done. And I think it's, for me, it's just really been about change in mindset. And I've tried to do things, um, specific, specifically like weekends, not opening my computer because you know what, it's going to be okay. And I've been really trying to just spend the time with the people that I'm around and just learning how to live in the moment. It's been a challenge. It's been a really big challenge. Um, but also like setting boundaries, like Kelsey and I setting boundaries, you know, when, when we want to talk about this or keeping meetings to um, a specific time, because then we know that we can get our work done and just stuff like that. So we're not constantly working all the time. Um, yeah. I would say for me, it's really just been a change in mindset and recognizing that it's okay. If I only like on Sunday, I, had, I was going to open my computer and do all these things, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and watch TV. I haven't done that in so long. So I sat there for a couple hours and it, it was like forcing myself just to sit there. But I knew that that's what I needed to just kind of turn my mind off and be for a couple hours. And that was really amazing. But um, it is hard. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and Grace, you brought it up earlier, but yes, we did go and get our nails done yesterday. And that, you know, we, that was so hard for both of us, right, Grace? Mm -hmm. We were having this great strategic planning day yesterday, but I said, I want this to be a little bit of a Christmas party and I want us to do something fun together because it's just Grace and I. And so we actually treated ourselves. So I would say that's, you know, one of those things is we, it's so hard for us to take time to pause and treat ourselves, but we force, it's like forced treats. <laughs> um, so we, we try to mix those in. The other thing that I would say is that sadly, um, your body might tell you that you're burned out before you recognize it. And so if your body is physically feeling worn out, um, that might be a good time to pause and say, Hey, um, are there things in my calendar that I could truly remove? I know, uh, Grace, before you hopped on, Laura and I were visiting about how there's some things later this afternoon that I've actually removed and taken off of my schedule um, and moved to another time um, because I know that I need some extra time in my calendar today to, to catch up. Um, the other thing I would say is um, there are two conflicting sayings that I've heard. Um, I've heard the saying, 
um, if you can like if you can accomplish it today, why not accomplish it today? But then there's also this other conflicting or saying that conflicts with that that says it's okay, it can wait. And so I think again, not to sound too abstract, but you kind of know in your gut, and again, you can feel that in your body towards the end of the day when. Um, you need to just do that self-check. And for me, I do a reflection on kind of my to-do list and I reevaluate and think, do I need to stay late for this extra hour today and get X, Y, Z done? Or can it truly wait until tomorrow? Um, and so really having that check at the end of the day. Um, and then the last thing, this is a little bit more on the personal side, but I'll, I'll share this with you. I recently went and did um, one of those hormone tests where they test your levels um, and one of the things that they shared with me is that I'm very low in cortisol, which means that I, according to the doctor, I operate under a high sense of stress all the time. And so I don't have as strong a fight or flight right now. And so she prescribed me with some vitamins and more um, holistic things that I should be taking, like vitamin D. Um, I was doing a little bit of some B12, but just different things from a standpoint of taking care of myself, which by the way, I am... I'm one of those people that never goes to the doctor, never pauses to go to the dentist or doctor or even getting a haircut. Um, so just really like from a true health perspective, that was very eye-opening for me because the the girl who goes out and talks about burnout all the time, my she told me my body right now is pretty burned out. And so I think um, there are a lot of ways that we can be taking care of our minds, our bodies, all of that, but just making sure um, that you take care of it before you get sick. Um, you know, it's really easy to to get sick or to have something physically negative happen because of overworking. Yeah, and I would just now remembering what I've been doing, um, little things like in your schedule. So for instance, I took, so I, like I said, in the morning is my most productive time. So from like seven to 11. So I put on my schedule a time from seven to 10 where I called it me time. And it's every week I have at least three hours of one day, like one day a week. Cause I thought I can't do it every day, but if I could do it one day a week where I could take out some time and that's time and it can flex. I've, I've allowed it to be able to flex, but at least I have three hours sometime during my week where it's me time. So I can do whatever I need to get done in that time, but mostly time where I can do the things I want to do. So if that's, I want to go to the gym and make sure I get that in. Um, that's something that I try to implement because we don't get enough of that. And I know it's hard when you have a, you know, a nine to five job, but at the same time, maybe it's like, okay, I'm not going to schedule any meetings during this time because it's my time just to kind of sit and do my work, but time where you just can do what you need to do. And I think that's important too. Um, even if it's just an hour or 15 minutes every day, um, it seems like a lot, but in the scheme of it, it really isn't. And I think that's been really helpful to me and recognizing, yeah, like you were saying, Kelsey, your body does, um, show it. And so when I am like, so exhausted, I can't get up in the morning to go to the gym. And it's like, Oh, maybe it's okay. If I actually skip that today and give myself a little grace and say, it's fine and do it the next day, because I knew that I was tired. And that's just all about giving yourself grace and recognizing that the more often you push yourself, the closer you are going to be flowing to burnout. So I have found that entrepreneurs are inherently bad at this, <laughs> at taking that time for themselves. I've been meeting with um, various entrepreneurs, coaches, um, and just like having coffee dates with people. And I keep asking the same question, like, what 
have you done for yourself lately that's just for you? It's not for your business. It's not about progress. It's not about your kids or your dog or it's not about anybody else. It's just for you, just something that lights you up. Um, and most of them have nothing. <laughs> like they can't think of anything or they start <laughs> rattling off things. I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's for your business or that's for somebody else. So what is it that you are doing? And that, and that would be something that I would challenge both of you as well mm -hmm. is thinking about even if it's an hour, like find time to spend doing something that just you like and it's not for anybody else and it can be whatever you want it to be um, because we all really need that. We need that time. It's super hard to do, but you know, like Grace said, putting it on your calendar, like for me, that makes it real. If I schedule mm -hmm. in the time, mm -hmm. um, that's something that you just, you got to do. But um, entrepreneurs are really good at progress and moving forward and doing business and taking care of all the other people. Um, but mm -hmm. we got to take care of ourselves too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I want to talk about your goal setting summit that you have coming up. So tell us, how does goal setting prevent burnout? How does that work in? And just tell us a little bit more about the event and who it's for and what you hope the takeaways will be. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about the event first. And then Kelsey, do you want to touch on more about really how goal setting is going to help women um, prevent burnout? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So the event is on January 14th, 2022. So it's a full day women's goal setting summit. So um, we start off with um, Jess Engel, a speaker from Red River Commodities, talking about your purpose and why it's important to find what, what your purpose is. And then we'll flow into a vision board or a vision um, activity with Michaela Shell from Vision Events. She's really going to take us into what, what do we want to achieve? What is 2022 going to look like for us? And what kind of goals do we have? So anything you want, anything you can think of that you want to achieve, we're going to talk about it. And then we'll flow into some work time. So this is more, I, I kind of want to think of it more as a workshop because it's going to be a lot of um, work time, not so much, you know, just listening. And you get a lot of time of reflection and actually working on yourself. And then um, from there, we'll flow into a panel, which we have a couple amazing panelists. We have Chris Burns, Dr. Sue Matheson, and um, Gina Pinovich. And then we um, flow into our final session with um, Melissa Marshall from Core Accounts, and she's going to be talking. Oh, I missed a part. We're doing peer, a mini peer advisory group, so you'll get time to work with the women um, surrounding you about talking about how to actually dive into your goals and what advice do they have? So we're going to be asking things like, how can I do this? And how can I do, how can I accomplish this? And um, hopefully with the expertise and advice and people around you, they can help you really solidify what that looks like. And then our final session with Melissa, we'll be talking all about habits. So everything that we talk about in the day, what does that look like to actually do it? So um, we're really excited to have a bunch of people there and we only have 30 tickets left, which is really exciting. So, um, it's going to be such an amazing day and we have food from legends. So I don't know how you can pass that up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to, it's going to be a great day. And I think, you know, there's a lot of different elements to throughout our day. Um, but I, the one thing that I like to always think about is how do you eat an elephant? 
one bite at a time, right? And so I think really taking time to pause and get out of your busy schedule and like Grace said, reflect on what you want to accomplish and also breaking it down into bite-sized chunks is really, really important because oftentimes we're running so fast that we don't take that time to actually make a plan. Um, You know, that failing to plan and planning to fail um, concept as well. And so that's one element of how that can help preventing burnout is just having more of a plan can really help ease the stress rather than just diving in and feeling like you have all these things you want to accomplish, but not having really the tangible steps as far as how to get there. Um, The other thing too, that we're incorporating throughout our day is um, Danny with downtown yoga will be at the event. And so we're actually going to take some intentional pauses throughout our day to practice kind of that breathing and just, you know, maybe a little meditation, but really just making sure throughout the day that we're actually starting to practice those pauses. And so I think that it's really this way of integrating the busy of life and how most of us are kind of in a headlock because of our calendars and like throwing that away and saying, let's start fresh and let's relook at our calendars, relook at our goals so that you can set yourself up for more productivity and less stress. So I have an kind of last question for you um, before we get to our mailbag question. So what do you think that women need right now? Mm. That's a good question. I'm going to go ahead and say, I think the biggest thing, and maybe this is me just reflecting on myself, but um, I think women need peace in the fact that like Kelsey said, we're all running so fast and um, we have all these things going on in our head and all these ideas of what we should be doing and who we should be. And I think we truly just need peace on who we are or who we are right now. And I think peace, um, this is a, I don't know, peace, like peace knowing that we're in control of every, in control of what's going to happen or peace knowing that you know what's happening in your life right now. Um, but also peace with knowing that it's okay if it all doesn't work out and that there's a plan for you no matter what, like God has a plan for you no matter what. So just peace in everything that we're doing. Absolutely. And I would just add, I think um, the comparison factor is so high in our society. So I think that we need to find ways to remember to love one another and respect where everyone else in our world is at because it's very easy to look at someone and say, it must be nice to be where they're at. Um, But recognizing back to what we said earlier that we're all dealing with stuff. Um, And so just because one person's life looks so shiny and beautiful, they're dealing with stuff too. Um, and, And recognizing that that comparison factor and in our society with social media, I just think we really, really need to take care of our minds. Um, and, you know, the second that you hear your mind going into that downward negative spiral thinking that is not true and actually remembering to pause and tell yourself that your thoughts aren't accurate um, because it's easy to not do that and go into a downward spiral. Last question, our meal weight question. So we've been taking questions that lady bosses submit and we all get to answer. 
So Kelsey, I'm going to have you go first. What is your go-to playlist when you're driving alone in the car? So I was thinking about this and I love music. So this is really hard for me, but I would say, so I, when I was in high school, I was, that would have been, um, I graduated in 2010. So the early 2000s, that whenever I hear any of that music, I feel like, you know, the oldies, like Backstreet Boys or Britney Spears, any of those songs, it brings up that nostalgic feeling for me. And I feel like I can just rock out and sing to the music. So I would say kind of those, those early 2000s, I, I stumbled upon a playlist not too long ago, and it was, it really got me pumped up. So that would probably be my go to, um, I would say, because of the nostalgia. There's a, a commercial that I keep seeing on TV that has a Backstreet Boys song on it. And I don't really know what the commercial is for, but every time I have, have to sing along. <laughs> no extreme points. You just can't not. <laughs> Grace, how about you? Um, so this is kind of funny, and this happens every single time. So when I drive to my hometown, it's like two and a half hours away. I always start off, like I have two types of music I listen to. So the, for the first like hour and a half, eh, first like two hours, I would say, <laughs> I'm listening to... I don't know what the type of music is, but it's it's people like Bryce Vine and kind of like like pretending I'm in California driving down the Pacific Coast Highway. I don't know, like those California songs. I don't know if that makes sense, but I don't know. There's some kind of like the vibe of that. I like that. But then when I get about a half hour away from home, I'm constantly listening to Alan Jackson or like 90s, 80s, 90s country. And then right now, anything Alan Jackson, his Christmas album, like let it be Christmas or I, I that's what I, I'm listening to constantly. <laughs> so anything, pretty much Alan Jackson. I love him. So yeah. that is that. not something I would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love what it. What can I say? I'm, I'm full of surprises. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, I have a, I have a playlist of my, that I put together for our camping trips during the summer. And it's our camper tunes list. So that's what I'm listening to a lot because it's like it's winter outside, but in my head, in my heart, <laughs> it's summer. <laughs> that's funny. That's well, awesome. thank you both so much for being here and being on the podcast today. The work that you are doing is so needed and I really appreciate you coming so we can talk about that. Um, and I'm super listening super looking forward to um, participating in the goal setting summit coming up in January. Yay. We're excited to have you there. Mm. So for our listeners who want to listen into your podcast, connect with you or register for the goal setting summit, where can they best find you? I would say the website, mm -hmm. um, burnoutpreventionproject.com. Um, otherwise, if you just Google 2022 Women's Goal Setting Summit, it is on Eventbrite. And so it's pretty easy to find if you're used to going to Eventbrite as well. Awesome. This has been another episode of the Lady Boss Podcast. Thank you so much to our guests and to all of you listening in. If you want to hear more, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Are you a lady boss? Find all of our events, resources, and ways to get connected at ladybossmidwest.com and join us on social at ladybossmidwest. Thanks for listening to the Lady Boss Podcast. Are you a lady boss? 
Find all of our events, resources, and ways to get connected at ladybossmidwest.com and connect with us on social at ladybossmidwest.